In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A moment of silence. Show some respect, Tim. Show some loyalty to a bloke that you birthed. Took him out of the womb into the supercoach side. It's time to move him on, though. You talk about club loyalty. One of the NRL greats, Jared Croker, this week is retiring as a one-club man. Going early because it's what his club needs. And then there's a bloke like you over here. Going early? You tried to retire him last year. What are you no, talking about? I didn't. You tried to push him out the door. I didn't. It was the coach. <laughs> <laughs> some lot. Loyalty to demand. Hey, what about the the outrage on social media last night? Warranted. People not happy. Not How do happy you feel? Um, I feel all right about it. I think that at the end of the day, rugby league, supercoach is a business. And I'm happy to stand by that. I'll give you one thing. It's the first time that you're actually starting to show a bit of supercoach now and you're going with your head, mm. not your heart. It's a good play, isn't it? Mate, I did it to Cam Murray a month ago and it's netted me about 400k, so it is a good play. Shout out to the South Sydney uh, physio team not doing their job, doing you huge favours. Yeah. Welcome back to Vision Break Evans. Big episode this week, uh, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They had their property showcase last night. Thousands of people in there. Moving a heap of property, doing fantastic things. I've got a few more events coming up over the next few weeks. We're going to have Mortz on the show next week joining us. I can't wait to get Mortz in here. Yeah, he's one of the great men, Mortz. One of the all-timers. Cannot wait. Well, beater. So we're going to have Mortz in here next week, talk a few more details. Um, and then we've got a... Actually, I actually haven't spoken to you about this yet, so we might do this live on air. This will be good. Got an idea for a bit of uh, post-season content. Content king strikes again. Well, it actually wasn't my idea. It was uh, came from the genius mind of Razor. What's he got? So his idea is, and I think if I say it, we have to do it. I love the approach of doing it live on air so that I can't back out of it. Yeah. No, you can back out if you want. I think it's a genius idea, though. Mm-hmm. So the plan was to get Riser in here. Mm-hmm. We do three episodes to finish the season, right? And, like, one episode will be the roasting of Tim Williams where we go through your team and trades from day one to day dot. We have three episodes each. So we'll each get a chance to gang up on each other and go hard at each other. But I think we have two at the bar, and I think we set up, like, a hot seat somewhere else in the studio where you get roasted. We'll dedicate that one to Daniel Alvaro. One of the all-time greats. Very smart dude, Alvaro, apparently. Didn't do my Supercoach team wonders in round seven two years back. Stung ya? Oh, it's just one of the all-time bad trades. Who, who's going to be the face of your, like, shit trade options this year? Like, I'm pretty confident mine will be Tyrell Sloan or 
that time I traded in Nick Meany, captain him, then traded him out. <laughs> Who would be yours? I don't know if it would be the worst. Off the top of my head, the one that comes to mind is Lemuelu did very little for me. Mm. Against, I think, yeah. against all my anti-Dolphins campaigning early in the season, and then I bit the bullet and got Lemuelu because I thought he looked gone. And he'd, uh, I'll have to go back through his, what he did for me, but it wasn't pretty. Had you not traded in KP, it would be him. By a country mile. Yeah, yeah. I've made I've made amends with KP. Still burnt me a little bit, but I've made amends. We're okay. We're in a good place. I didn't captain me on the weekend when eighty percent did. If he went out and got two hundred, it just would have been like back to square one. But he didn't, so we're okay. Can we just touch on the weekend too? We spent an hour and a half researching, studying last week. Those five captains options. <laughs> spoke about it for thirty minutes. What's the highest? Eighty one. Went into like I a, thought the lowest was going to be 81. Yeah, I went into like all the podcasts last week and just all people want to know about who the hell do we captain. And yeah, top score of 81. I think it was Luttrell. Incredible. Yeah. Cody Walker, 81 as well, who was not actually in the conversation, but thereabouts. Cleary, was he about? Cleary, 53. Nico Hines, 55. Luttrell was 81. Ponga, 77. SJ was early 70s. Yeah. Unbelievable. And wild as well, especially like Hines, who you captain, KP that I captain. Obviously, KP did score a few more points. He had one try assist. I think Hines had none. Yeah. So, watching those games like a hawk, Nico and Ponga in particular, they had massive roles in the play leading into the try. Yep. Whether it was like a line assist or someone... It was, it was generally someone being brought down like half and into the line. And then the dummy half would just go in and it'd be like Crossland to... Gamble, who would go himself, <laughs> Blake Braley to a forward at the Sharks, and KP, Nico would get no points. Man, it was a tough watch. Yeah. And, mate, I made one investment last week, which I, I, I did get cold feet on late in the week, and I had to make an SOS call to one oh. T. Williams. I was I was shaking. I was I was in all sorts about whether I was going to buy Tino or not. And can you believe I brought Tino at 800K and made 11K last week? How good? I'll give you, give you a stick in Supercoach, but... Very often, I just think I don't go anywhere near enough. And you, you message me with your cold feet on Tino. I said, mate, trust your gut. You've wanted to do this for a month. He's a gun. He's come back fresh. Nothing's changed. And you said, you're right. You're right again, mate. And he turned up for you. How good. Fuck, oh. I enjoyed watching it. Good <laughs> God, I enjoyed watching it. And then I get the team list yesterday, named at 13. Hello. <laughs> Could play 81 minutes there. Cannot <laughs> wait. Uh, mate, what'd you score... Now, obviously, going into last weekend, I was up by 13 points overall. So, once again, here we are. We've both scored... How many points have we scored all together? 28,000. Mm. And heading into last week, it was 27,000, 13 points separating us. I've now scored 28,117. You have scored... 28,122. So Five points. Order has been restored. The Stallions have reclaimed their lead. We're up to 4,895 overall. The, you're on the decline. The Stallions are on the rise. We're going to finish top 1% overall. And it's after a tough year, we back to a bit of normality. We're going to finish on a high. And, and all is well in the Supercoach world. Watch this space. <laughs> Isn't it wild? Like, like if KP would have just had one more conversion instead of a miss, we'd be like dead even. Yeah, that's disappointing. Imagine if yeah. that, imagine if we were even. Yeah. God, oh. imagine if we finished the season even. We, 
That'd, that'd be huge. Pack it in, right? I'd, I'd rather lose than I think, dead even. I think official beers and break-evens rules, and, and they're written in the bylaws, are that if in the event of a draw overall between yourself and I... <laughs> Whoever had the higher round 24 score is deemed the winner of that season. <laughs> I didn't write the bylaws, mate. We had lawyers write them up. And I technically I won round 24. So in, a, in the event of a draw, I'll have you. Well, I would rather turn to the Origin Series of 2002 where we had a draw in Game 3 and the Shield remained with the previous winner. So Ugh. I'd be happy to... I would be more than happy to take it on those grounds. That would be fine by me. I, I think if we have a tie at the end, we're going an old-fashioned rock-off. I think we get Hopgood and Cam Murray to run at each other. 1v1, <laughs> no step. And whoever comes out on top gets the win. Imagine if we dedicated a whole show a week after round 27 to a scissors paper roll. <laughs> who takes it home after all that. Oh, I'd be heaps into that. I'm nervous thinking about <laughs> it. would be unreal. Uh, yeah, so this week I scored 1,269 dinner for two. What did you score this week? 1,287. Nice. So, good week. So, mate, where we've got about 3,000 spots to make up in three weeks for top 1%. Can we? I mean, I want to beat you first and foremost, but can it be done? I think it can be done, but I've got to tell you, it's heavily on the back burner for me. I've got your face with a target <laughs> all over it. I couldn't give less fucks about the other 156,265 people. You're the one that I want. Yeah, let's go. And I, I, I genuinely think, was there three weeks left? Yeah. I, I reckon we could swap the leads three times. Yeah. For the end. I, I'm confident the last week decides it. Let's tussle. Gonna be wild, yeah. Fuck, I'm ready to tussle. Let's fucking wrestle. <laughs> I'm keen as. Um, now we'll go through the people that won this week. Obviously, the beers and break evens group it is heating up. Uh, we'll open that up now. I'm ranked 1780 in that. Now, I heard a vicious rumor this week that James Raging Pole he rested um Garrick and Mulatalo, but he's still second overall. So whether that whether my mail was off or not, I don't know. But how good he he's been in the top five for feels like eight weeks. And I'm one of the biggest advocates uh, in rugby league circles. If, if we want to put myself as a part of that, probably not. But and it, Raging Pole decided to to rest his boys, come into a big final few weeks, and they're going to be fresher, fit, firing, and ready to go. And more tons are coming as a result of this this wise decision. How good. We've got three of the top six in beers and break-evens group at the moment. How bloody good. And James, we're cheering you on, brother. Get it done. We've got uh, Dummy and Run, Aiden in second place. And here come the Bears. Glenn, who I think is part of SC Playbook as well. Uh, yep. Are they all part of SC Playbook as well? Uh, we've got... We've got Bobby, James there. Yeah. Uh, here come the Bears are there. I'd have yeah. to double check. Okay, yeah. Big, big finish coming up. And even the guys still got Andrew Johns hanging in there in seventh <laughs> place. Um, yeah, so it is going to be a wild, wild finish there. We've got Gals Peptides in 13th. Andrew Always Johns captain Tyson Gamble on the weekend. <laughs> oh, God, that would make my life. Wouldn't that would be good. That would be so fucking good. Um, yeah, so uh, really heading up there. Let's have a look at the... Top score for this week, and it was Brendan's boys, funnily enough, Tim, coached by Brendan himself, uh, with a score of 1,470 
five. So Brendan, coach of Brendan's boys. He spelt boys with a Z, so you know he's not fucking around yeah, either. Business. So watch yourself. Uh, so send an email, mate, to beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Got an update on the hats, which I haven't even told you this yet. Um, the hats that are coming in, if you've... If you've won over probably the last five weeks, you're actually going to get a slightly different hat. The blue got discontinued, so you're going to get some black ones. Nice. The black with green, they actually look mad. So waiting to pick them up. They will be here soon. So to the people in my Beers and Break Evens email address, they are coming. You will get them, I promise you. And there's a football coming your way too. Gee, so. that, uh, that makes those blue Beers and Break Evens hats. If the blue's been discontinued, some... Like what? There's only a handful in existence. Uh, yeah, there's not many of them around. So we might, uh, we'll wait until the end of the season, send them out. So the, I think the earliest place winners will send these two to. Make sure they get their blues and then the rest of you will get your black ones along with a football. Um, I also haven't told you this either. It's like we never talk to each other. Um, Steeden already in the works with a new sort of football for next year. Oh, that's very cool. And I think it looks fucking hectic. Yeah. So brace yourselves, real old school shit. Tyson All right. Gamble scored a double on the weekend. What do you reckon he scored? 71. Good guess, 73. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking... Look, I'm good. I was thinking he scored a double. I thought they were both off line, but he had one line, but I was thinking 100 plus, surely. 73. Uh, all right, should we get into Teamless Tuesday? Yeah. All right, we've got the Cowboys and the Sharkies Thursday night, 7.50pm. By the way, shout out to, I don't remember your name in the comments last week, who guessed why I said the Titans <laughs> before the Sharkies. It was because the Titans played the same time slot the week before and they were the home team. So if your guess was laziness and pure laziness, ding, ding, chicken dinner. Well <laughs> done to you. Cowboys Sharkies Thursday, 7.50pm, coming to you from North Queensland. Cows obviously coming off a bye. They've got Nanai back and Lukey on the bench uh, for the Sharkies. No major changes there. Anything in those games, mate? Is uh, is Nanai the pot of pods? With the Cowboys run home, yeah, sure. We know he can go big. You'd be brave because we know he can go small, but Coming back from suspension, Cowboys playing for top eight. Not to say he doesn't have a crack, but he has to have a particularly big crack. Yeah. He's got a debt to repay having missed, what was it, three weeks or something? Yep. Playing for finals. Oh. Tempting. Yeah, tempting. Like I, Not a chance that I'd do it, but you can see him score. You can see him going 140, 120, 11. Yeah. And he's got that Panthers matchup coming up, which I personally think the Panthers are going to rest a lot of guys in the last week. But I also think, fuck, with Panthers and how, and how well they defend, what do you reckon the Cowboys are going to do on every last tackle? <laughs> kick to They're going to kick to this fucker. And he'll pull something out of his ass, score a try, and he'll get you 42. You'll be cheering. <laughs> um, the Waz v Manly Friday night. By the way, uh, obviously, Nanai could be a big pot option. Not who I'm trading Hopgood to. Got a different pot up my sleeve, which you might have helped me out with, which I'm sure you'll mention a thousand times. <laughs> sure. uh, Waz v Manly, Friday, 6pm. This one's coming to you from Daniel Anderson Stadium in Auckland. Obviously, Daniel Anderson had that uh, horrific injury on, I believe it was New Year's Eve out in the surf. So uh, we do wish Ando all the very best, him and his family. Uh, he's still working in the Roosters junior development and the pathways there. So still heavily involved, Ando. Um, obviously, a guy that took you know the Warriors to the grand final in 02, the Eels to the grand final in 09. He's had a fantastic fantastic uh, career across uh, Australia and England so uh, and just a, a good fella as well Ando so uh, I'm sure we will all be getting around the Waz for that game uh, and they've also got I'm not sure if you've seen this to me they've got um, 
the Warriors have this group of fans, and forgive me for forgetting them, they all dress up as Spider-Man and they go to strictly mm. Friday home games. And I remember a few weeks ago, they hadn't actually they hadn't actually done it yet. And I had about 35 blokes who all they did all week was send me the spider emoji. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I thought it might have been like someone making their debut or something. So I'm looking through the Warriors reserve grade, first grade. I'm looking for names that rhyme with spider. I'm looking for things that, is, is, there, a, is there a Larry eight leg in this team? What, what, what am I looking for? Then I thought, is it an eight leg multi? Is that what these guys are trying to fuck with me? And then I'm sitting on the TV and I see 40 blokes spider, dressed up as Spider-Man, yeah. which I really, really back. So shout out to them. Uh, CNK back in, Buncia Foa comes back in. I thought they've really missed him over the last few weeks. He's a big in for them as well. Wade Egan is playing as well. Mitchie Barnett is out this week. Uh, for the Seagulls, Burbo and Parker are out. Uh, Harper and Tolangi start. Mate, I've heard a lot of rumours this week about exactly what we spoke about on Monday, that Schuster could move to the edge. And Arthur at six, you heard anything? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, I told... Well, um, uh, the telly had the initial one in Ricky L someone uh, that it was going to happen. Got a message yesterday, Arvo, saying the exact same thing. Yeah. So I, I think it sounds like Schuster will play on the edge and then Arthur into the halves. Schuster a little pod player or what? <laughs> Dear Lord, no. Moving to the second row. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Uh, obviously for the Warriors, though, the big news there, CNK <laughs> has been named. I don't want to have another Nico Hines episode, but I'm interested to see if, it, if he does play. I'm saying I'm so reluctant to say too much because I just don't understand why and take all the me not only him and super great stuff out of it, whatever. Uh, firstly, great seas recovered so quickly. Just with where the Warriors are on the ladder, he's had three concussions this season. He has another one, especially so soon after his last one. How long is that going to rule him out for? Mm. Like, I'd get it if they were really fighting for that top four or top eight. Saying that, it's ahead, so probably shouldn't matter where you come in the ladder. I just don't see why they need to risk him. Yeah. Tor Peaky was really good last week. It's a game they, I think they should be winning. And they, uh, so whether or not he runs out like that, I know Webster last week, mid last week, said that he'd recovered well and was expecting him to play this week, but I just don't see why. Yeah, as soon as you don't own him, you turn to a fucking doctor. How good's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eels v Roosters, the late game. Friday night, uh, the Eels got Mitch Moses out, Andrew Davey. Jermaine Hopgood moves to the edge. Sell, 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 sell. Sevo uh, comes back on the wing. Dill Brown into seven. Assi at six. Joe O into jersey 13. First of all, mate, I know Hopgood played a few minutes out there on the edge on the weekend. Scoring was down a little bit. They obviously got played off the park, though. What are your thoughts about Hopgood on the edge? Is it not going to be Maddo? It's so like, I'm. A, it's a, it takes a brave person to try and work out Brad Arthur's bench rotations and he fought his four rotations. But I do not. I, I can't understand why it wouldn't be Maddo, the bloke who spent most of his career on the edge, who has spent plenty of time this year on the edge and gone very well. And then Hopgood, who has he spent? Like you've known him since birth. I, his first time on the edge. Oh, I'm, I remember in. Um the under-7s, yeah, the back end of the season on the edge. Um, no, nah, he, he's, he's sort of played a bit all over the place, Hopgood, but he's I think he's better through the middle, yeah. He's cl- like, again, this is absolutely me being a bit of Ryan Madison owner. Yeah. But as a footy head side of things, I don't understand why Maddo isn't on the edge and Hopgood at lock. But in terms of, like, if it runs out like this and Hopgood's on the edge... It's not ideal for him, but it could mean 80 minutes, potentially... And the other thing is, 
He's very good. Like, he could jag some extra attack out there. So, it'd be an interesting watch. Yeah. I think that if you've got trades, and this, actually, we'll we'll talk about Hopkins when we get to our trades, yeah? Why I'm trading him and whatnot. Yeah. I think and, it's a good conversation. Yeah. And there. just to touch on it quickly so that people don't panic, overall-wise, which you, you'll get to, but... The round 27 buy, so yep, which can huge. give me a tough week. So that's yep. a big part of it. Uh, for the Roosters, Angus Crichton back on the bench. Sam Walker extended. I'd heard last week that we probably wasn't, weren't going to see Angus again this season. I, I think. Did, did you say on, on Monday you had mail that he was coming back? Uh, yes. Was, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So really good to see Angus Crichton back in. Sam Walker in the extended. What's going to happen here, do you reckon? Hasn't been named in New South Wales Cup, Sammy Walker. I don't know, mate. There was, there was, I think there was another telly report earlier in the week about Sammy Walker and apparently just smashed out his recovery, his rehab from injury. Trent Robbo wanted to reward him by bringing him essentially straight back in after playing New South Wales Cup last week. Had a good game in New South Wales Cup, looking at the numbers, a few try assists. But, like, unless you're dropping Keary, how the hell did you drop? Drew Hutchinson was their best player last week. You can't drop him. You wouldn't think so. So, I... I the other thing about Hutcho is that I wouldn't want to play him at nine, so I don't know if you can drop Sandon Smith either. Like, I'm sure he could handle himself there, but, I mean, he has shown that he's happy to play cheese for enormous minutes. That makes that, no maybe sense he's to just me. going to play it. Maybe bring Sammy in at 14, cheese plays big minutes, and then Radley's there to cover at hooker if he needs a spell. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I've got no idea how he's going to play that. Think about, um, Super Saturday, Tigers and Dolphins. Uh, Saturday, 3 p.m. from Combank. Uh, for the Tigers, nothing major, nothing huge changes here. Is there anything that stood out to you, mate? Anything noticeable? Uh, nothing noticeable. I will touch on this game. I think Isaiah Papali'i, who is a cheap 2RF, if you're a head-to-head prelim final player this week, needy and win, don't have a lot of money in the bank. I think his matchup with Isaiah Katoa in a depleted to- uh, Dolphins outfit is a really good play. Yeah. I think the other one, especially if you're a draft player out there, mate, the form Dane Laurie's in at the moment. Laurie. Don't, going up against his Dolphins side who look decimated. And I'm like, respectfully to the mighty West Tigers out there, would there be anything more fitting than Dane Laurie, who they don't pick, they don't play, he signs at Penrith, and then he comes out and has the three best games of his career just as he walks out oh the door? Oh, my goodness. It would just be so yeah. fucking typical, the poor bastard. So, um, yeah. Laurie will also be on the edge with uh, Katoa that was, like, Drew Hutchinson scored a double through him last week. Super, he's got a massive, massive future, Katoa, but uh, still a smaller body working into the defensive leagues of the NRL, and it's a good opportunity. So, yeah, Laurie. All right, um, get a hot cup of tea. We're about to go through the Dolphins team list here. This is fucking carnage. Uh, Outs, Lemuelu, Miso, Jeremy Marshall King, Kbrom, Sam Stone, and interesting enough, Tafade on the extended as well. I would have thought, considering all their injuries and everyone they're bringing in, I thought Tafade would have probably survived, but wild. Sammy Stone to be out for him. Is he ever? <laughs> is that what I said? <laughs> Former Titan and Knight, Sam Stone, I'm going to say. Is it Ray Stone? Uh, not Ray Stone. Is it Ray Stone's son? Um, Sam Stone, I believe, might have been from Kyogle, I think. I want to say. Maybe I'm talking shit out of my ass, though. Can you Google that? Sam Stone. It's Rick Stone's son, isn't it? The old Knights coach, Sam Stone. Is it? I think so. Uh, actually, I think I've got him confused with someone else from Kyogle. Rick Stone might be from Kyogle. No, I don't think... It, no, no, I, I, I think I've got him confused with that. Um, Will Matthews, maybe. Sam Stone... Where's Sam Stone is, from? He's a Maltese international. Yeah. He... 
unconfirmed whether or not he's the son of Rick Stone. Leave it with me. Yeah. He did play, I believe, for Malta with Jared Samet. Oh, Jared Samet, one of the fucking greats. <laughs> Good God, Jared Samet was mad. He just triggered the guru. Oh. I found his trigger point. I watched him play for um, Malta a few years ago. So <laughs> he was on fire. Mate, he was... I, th- I think it used to be called the Jim Beam Cup, mate. It should have been called the Jared Samet Cup. Good God, he used to carve <laughs> that shit up. Jared Samet. Jared Samet How Cup. fucking good. Um, all right, for the Dolphins. Ah. Rick Stone is Sam Stone's father. Ah, good. Shout out to Jared Samet still. Mm. Good, good, good. Uh, Aiken, he's in the second row. Bostock and Jennings in the centres. Uh, Graham at nine. And Mark Nichols, welcome to my draft team. You might be the captain this week in Jersey 13. Anything here for the Dolphins? There's a lot to take in there. Uh, have you got what Sam Stone had for breakfast too? Eight wheat bix. Eight wheat bix. He's doing more than eight, Sammy Stone. Ashley, no, he had one wheat bix. <laughs> there, there was no plural. It was just one bix. Anything on the Dolphins there, or oh, mate? Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, um, I guess. Fuck it. If, Connolly, I would assume most people have moved on. JMK could be a, a bit of a stinger the if you spy, held him. The spy played him again last oh, week. Oh, poor bastard. Yeah, the spy must be in free fall. Uh, to his credit, he's hung in okay, despite the double Lemuelu, the second minute HIA, and then he had uh, failed a HIA again on the weekend after at 23 minutes. He was on about 30 or something, doing really well. Yeah, he, he was flying yeah, early, yeah. yeah. So, no, he's in about 8,000 or something, the spy. So, he's, he's held in okay despite those. Jesus. I feel like every week I hear a new horror story about the spy, about yeah. what went wrong, and he just... 8,000 is pretty good. He's, he's hanging in. Good on him. Um, all right, Titans v Penrith, 5.30 Saturday, coming to you from Seabus up there. The Titans have taken the opportunity with a soft matchup to manoeuvre their spine around a little bit. Uh, Kinney's come in at fullback. Campbell's at six. Weaver's at seven. Mofot Awaker back in the front row. Tino at 13. Haas on the edge. Brimol on the extended, so one to watch there. Um, very, very excited to see Tommy Weaver. I'm a huge fan of him. been talking about him for a while. Campbell at six, though. I feel like the Titans have just sent in the post the game plan to the Penrith Panthers, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Brimo's on the extended, so... There was chat about him being out for the season, named on the extended, so, mate, like... If Brimo is available, he will come in, you would imagine, at 5'8", and Campbell will go to fullback. Yep. Either way, this matchup just looks great for the Panthers, doesn't it? Looks Thankfully unreal. for the Titans, they've got Tino, they've got Fafida, so there's still some big boys, but... Defensively, Kieran Form, we've, we've spoken time and time again what he means to that side. So, yeah, I'm just licking my lips at any Penrith players this week. And I I know that Brian To'o was an outside chance of resting last week before there was a few injuries. So I was praying to God this isn't the week. Yeah, well, I've heard him and I've heard Dylan Edwards not too far away from a rest as yeah, well. So. Save it. But I, I reckon if they play this week, next week, Thursday night battle of the West at Penrith yeah. versus Eels. I reckon they'll all play in that. Yeah. So the week after against the Cowboys, though, you could see mass mass restings there. I suppose in, in one sense, if the, if we were to rest this week, you'd probably need him as a number more in round twenty seven. So yeah. you could see Brandy and Gowie in the halves for round twenty seven. <laughs> um, for the Panthers, Peach obviously named at centre. Fuck, a very interesting guy. If we had any sort of idea of how long Isaac Tunga was actually out for. Peach at, I think he's at 480k or something. Yeah. 
horrible news for <laughs> Taru. There's still a few yeah. out, a fair few out there, I think, actually, that have Taruva. Yeah. Sorry about that one. Yeah, Stinger. Uh, Jerome Lawai back at six. Mitch Kenny back at nine. And, mate, another huge in is Spencer Lino on the extended bench. Fuck, I'm praying for the Titans that he doesn't play because, good God, could be a Stinger. All right, Uh, Dragons v. The Storm, Saturday night, 7.35 from Wynn Stadium. For the Dragons, Lomax and Suli both in the centres. No other big changes there. For The Storm, Eli Katoa uh, on the edge talk about him soon Remus he's on the wing still <sighs> mate we're having a look at a couple of like CTW <laughs> options this week that are potentially coming from the storm you got two centers down there that are well, one of them's reasonably cheap Marion Seves costing an arm and a fucking leg um, but with Pappy set to return Olam could come back at any moment Warbrick's on the extended I've got no idea how this Melbourne storm backline's going to look in two weeks yeah Decent one-week plays for people in head-to-head prelim finals. Yeah. Nick Meany in particular has a great matchup this week. Could score really well. Overall, though, <clears throat> like I suspect, I reckon we see Pappenhausen off the bench next week for Melbourne. And then I think he plays, and he might play at 20 or 30 minutes. Yep. And then 80 minutes in round 27 at fullback. Meany, whether he plays wing or drops to a 14 role, I don't know. And look, I'm only guessing, but that's the way I see it playing out. So uh, Meany... In any of those backline plays, if you like the matchup, a good one-week play, but I wouldn't be probably doing overall. I reckon Pappy will play a bit more than 20 next week. Yeah, maybe. I reckon after another 80-minute game, I reckon, I reckon he'll, he'll surprise a few people. And, and look, maybe he'll have three Q-Cup games under his belt. He'll have 200 minutes under his belt. Time is not on their side in terms of getting him in in combinations going again <laughs> with Munster, Hughes, Grant and Co. So maybe they just go, look, 80 minutes. Yeah. And look, uh, yeah, I agree with you on... On, on the combinations, they're, they're going to need a bit of time. But, like, they're also guys that have played a lot of footy together. Mm. They've won a comp together. They've yep. So... Maybe they don't need a lot of time. Maybe that 180-minute hit out in round 27 and do. I reckon it might do. Okay. Because, mate, they're, they're, all, like, they're, they're all such good mates. So, like, they're genuinely just close human beings. So, I, I reckon they'll be okay. Geez, they're a team you don't want to play come finals time, aren't they? If Pappy's back. Pappy's back firing. in particular, yeah. Jesus, scary. Um, for, so then we've got Sunday afternoon footy. We've got the Newcastle Knights and the South Sydney Rabbitohs for the Knights. Bradman Best comes back in for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. No changes here, but should be noted, Sele and Totola on the extender bench, which is oh, kissed on the dick by a fairy stuff for South Sydney. Thank <laughs> God. How much have they missed those blokes? Yeah. they And it just it makes such a difference to their entire side. Like We've seen... Cody, Latrell, AJ, they've got probably maybe the exception being Cody, who hasn't been great. He scored 81 last week, but haven't had the sort of runs. Campbell, Graham, a bunch of these guys gone as well as we'd hope they had with this softer draw. These two come in, that they'll help no ends. They're on the extended events, not in the 17 yet, but they're a chance. I've got all the icing in the world. Just need the cake, Timmy. Yeah. And these two are the cake. They are the cake. They are the cake. Um, all right, Raiders v. Doggies on Sunday afternoon. Speaking of icing, what about these two teams? Uh, coming in from Canberra at 4 p.m., we've got the Raiders. Basami Solo is out. James Schiller comes onto the bench, and I have never been so excited to see a back named on a bench. Great for the middles in Tappanay and Horsburgh. Yeah, and Horsburgh in particular last week, I think played 60, which is decent minutes considering the blowout scoreline against the Storm there. Taps was down on minutes, but... You'd hope they sort of get some better time this week. We know the Raiders don't win 13-plus, so I can't imagine this one blowing out too, too much. 
So, yeah, Tapani Horsburgh, sit the back on the bench, bodes well for them. For the doggies, um, Jacob Preston, he's obviously been ruled out for a couple of weeks. Another one that will hurt people as well. Yeah. I imagine he's still reasonably highly owned. Uh, and Waddell, he will come in. Uh, look, a couple of other personnel changes just as far as their 17 goes for Canterbury, but nothing overly super coach relevant. What about TPJ? Yeah. Hitting the frog and toe. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yeah. Wild. Very, very wild. Um, all right. Are we done for teamless? We're done. All right. Your topic. What do you got for us? Mate, I think I'm running out of uh, lessons that may or not be informative to people this season. Gone through plenty. Hopefully impart a bit of wisdom. Take it as you will. This week... Certainly not a lesson, just a general debate around the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They're extremely highly owned, all the blokes I just mentioned. Latrell Mitchell, Alex Johnston, Campbell Graham, Cody Walker, Cam Murray, Karen Kleimatangi, Tyrone Munro. Have the bye next week. You add in popular players like anyone who's got multiple nuffs in their team, Samuela Finu, Jack Howarth, Franklin Pele... There's a few other, like Ty Munro is one of them. If he doesn't play, do your numbers next week because it's pretty grim. And whether you want to hold bunnies for round 27 or not against the Roosters, I think people are going to be forced to trade them. So people, again, particularly people in preliminary finals, might be looking to cull some of them early. I've spoken to people who are looking at getting rid of one or two of them early this week, ahead of next week, and that buy. So I just want to have a chat about them and try and help people out and, and have a chat with you about the ones that we'd prioritise selling and the ones that we definitely wouldn't sell. Value will be taken into consideration. So, of course, Tyrone Munro would be the top of this list because he's out of the 17 at the moment, but he's also only worth 319k. So there's every chance you can't really move him to anyone good. So, mate, we'll go from the top and then I'll do a bit of a, an order of what, who I think are the priority sells. This is so up to context and how your side's placed, how many trades you've got, how much money, etc. Like someone might have one trade left, and have 500k in the bank, you can go Munro to whoever you want. Yeah. Another team might have one trade left and have 100 bucks in the bank. You can't do anything with Ty Munro. All right, well, well let's start there. I've got four trades left coming into this week. I know what one of them's going to be. So I'm, I've got three trades left and 232k when I'm making this decision. What's your situation? Three trades left, 114k in the bank. That's it. Okay. And which so the South Sydney players I have, I have got Walker, Campbell Graham, Ty Munro, and Latrell. So I've only got those four. Who have you got? I've got five. I've got Latrell, Ty Munro, Alex Johnston, Cody Walker, Cam Murray. So I need I don't need to move this week, but next week. Look, I'm pretty tempted to hold my three trades. I'm happy with my seventeen this week. We get to trade soon, but if shit hits the fan next week. I would like to have two up the sleeve for it. Ideally, use just one of them on a Bunnies player, provided I can field a decent 17, and then maybe have two in store for the final round, but have yeah. to use two next week. But I'd like next week's going to be very problematic for a lot of teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I guess the one trade I am using, I'm trading Hopgood, as I said. I'm trading Hopgood because I either have to trade him now or I have to trade him in round 27, and because of resting's coming, I want to get rid of Hopgood now. Mm because I think you're going to need those two trades in the last week, and I agree with you. I'm going to save two for then. Um, South Sydney, though, with the buy next week, I would advise that everyone listening to the podcast, watching on YouTube right now, go to your team right now and pretend like South Sydney have the buy right now. Mm. Have a look at what your team looks like. So 
I went through and did it with mine. I'm going to have 17 players. I'm going to have a strong 17. My bench in that situation would be Tapanay, Bateman, uh, Nico Hines, and the guy I'm trading in this week, which we'll reveal soon. So I, I, I'm okay with it, <laughs> but that's assuming there's no more injuries, no more suspensions. Yeah. Nothing else happens between now and then. Yeah, including Nuffs, I'd have eight out plus Piakura, who weighs well, on the bye this week, so kind of, but he paid off the bench for like 30 yeah. minutes last week. So... That's where I'm like, oh, as much as I want a certain someone, we'll get to him shortly. But I can see myself having to use two trades next week. Are you going to hold on to Percura now? Um, it's just something like, obviously, we're getting to the back end of this season. You can even just see in the betting markets that there are starting to be some wide open markets. As far as AEs and everything go, are you starting to get a little bit nervous that he could cost you? It's all so play it by ear. I need to see how my side's looking next week because yep. if we get to next week and, you know, there's not too much damage and I can field a decent 17, well, I might look to flip Pekura. Yep. Ditto in round 27, huge chance of selling him because there's a bit of value about him. I want to trade him, but I said I've got five bunnies, so I need to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely think he's a trade before – he's break even 60, so even if he does miss – obviously misses this week. If he plays next week, he plays limited minutes. He's not going to drop too, too much, but – 476k, there's a bit of value there if you want to do something with him. Like, it's Is he at 470k? 476. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I could move and we'll be able to do the same next week. Him to, say, Ellie Katoa really easily. Yeah. Or there was another back rower. Uh, this week, as a one-week matchup, Isaiah Papali, you wouldn't look to bring him in. But I like the Ellie Katoa play. It would have cost me about 35, 40k or something. Yeah. So, could do. But I so said, this week isn't my issue. I could strengthen my team slightly, but next week's going to be the concern. All right. So do you want to go through these the, these five yeah. or six bunnies? You, you, you take it away. Yeah. We'll have a general chat, mate, and then apply this to your own situation. So Because yeah. everyone's different. The Trail Mitchell, 719K. He looks an obvious hold if you can. The opportunity I see, though, is potentially shifting to, to Scott Drinkwater as a pod next week. Now, I wouldn't trade Trail this week, but... Next week on the buy, plenty of value. If you can go him to Scotty Drinkwater, who has the Dolphins at Suncorp, I believe it is. Potential there, but the trail all in all, I think he's one that you, ideally you want to hold. Yeah, and one more thing I wanted to say on these Bunnings boys is, yes, they're out this, you know, next week. Fuck, if we get to round 27 and there's mass restings, these boys are all playing the Sydney Roosters. They're going to play mm. no matter what. So I think that is something people need to keep in mind, that if you use all your trades so that you do well in round 26 and you get rid of these bunnies and you get to round 27 and there's mass restings and people that didn't sell their bunnies have got Latrell, Cody, these sort of guys, I think it's something that people need to really consider as well, which is why I'm probably not planning on selling too many of these bunnies. I think I'm going to hold them. Latrell, I will definitely be holding. If I had the ability to go to Drinky, it's tempting, but I still think I'd be holding Latrell for that Roosters matchup. Why do you not have the ability to? Uh, j just because I, I mean, I, I probably could, to be fair, but I just, <clears throat> there's other moves I want to make. Yeah. yeah. Uh, agreed, I think he's a hold. Uh, Alex Johnson, 693k. Knight's defence is quite good. To be fair, but there are opportunities on their wings. He'll be coming up against... He'll be coming up against Dominion. Hastings, Gagai, Young, which there's been problems there. And Hastings on one foot at the moment too. Hastings or Gamble? Hastings is on Hastings, the right. Hastings yeah. on the right. Yeah, so I like the matchup. 
I do. Oh, I like it too. I don't have AJ. Mm. But yeah, he's scary. So the thing there is though, is the value. So 693K. So if we're talking next week, I do think he is a sell prospect. Campbell Graham, you are an owner, 558K. Yep. He was a bit better last week, but not been a great three rounds for Has him. Has not been a good three rounds, yep. Which makes it a little bit more difficult because there's he has dropped a ton of value. What, uh, what are your thoughts around him? Another one that I will be holding the last few weeks haven't been sensational. I mean, the last two weeks, yeah, 38, 39 in base. Um, he's, you know, I think in the Tigers and the Sharks game, he's got over the line twice, just hasn't got yeah. the fucking ball down. So he's he's close. Uh, I'm going to be holding Campbell Graham. I think as well, I've got to factor into it that he is a lot less owned than those other guys. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's my pod sort of guy. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be holding Campbell Graham. I won't be selling him. And, yeah, he's probably not the one I'd be moving on if I was other people. I, I just think, fuck, at this time of the year when you've got kangaroos that are guns like Campbell Graham, that are pods, <coughs> I think you hold them. Yeah. I, I agree. I think at the value as well. Cody Walker, 610K. Sound like a broken record. Well, wasn't it interesting too, just on Campbell Graham before we move off, like we spoke last week and I said, fuck, I reckon if AJ, if Campbell can just score more tries than AJ, they scored exactly 72 and AJ scored two tries. Campbell scored one. There you go. It feels like that's going to be the exact story, I reckon. Always. Yeah. Uh, Cody Walker, 610K. Hasn't set the world alight, but it's coming, isn't it? Like, the Bunnies were terrible last weekend. He still scored 81 he also had a – there were a couple down that left edge where he put AJ away. I think the Trells was the one that went backwards and Cody's might have been obviously forward, but there were so many opportunities. said so they were terrible and he scored 81. So Cody won't be leaving my team. Cody is one that I <laughs> – there was a moment there on the weekend when I was watching Cam Munster and just the amount of space he had in front of him against Canberra. I was going, oh, my God, for the first time he's actually scaring me. Mm. Scored a good individual try. They scored 48 points. Scored 87, which is a good score, don't get me wrong. But even that, I'm like, fuck. If, if that was, you know, a turbo or a Cleary playing in that game, you'd like to think they'd probably go 100 plus. So I'm... 150 plus in a 48-4 win or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. You know, so he once again... He did nothing else in it, really. He did nothing else. else. Yeah. And I, and I think these games coming up, Dragons, Gold Coast, I personally reckon Cam Munster would go, fuck, I'm putting the feet up and I've got my eyes on Brisbane in two weeks' time. He's such a fascinating one, he's because yep. the, the matchups are brilliant. But for whatever reason, Munster, I love if someone has the time can be asked to do it. Go and get his like average against top eight and bottom eight sides the last even five years. Yep. If you, you got the data to do it, it'd be so fascinating. But this is the beauty about Munster. He's also just the most honest super coach player you could ever. Yep. Find. He's exactly who he tells you he is. Yep. You know exactly what's going to happen. We've been saying it for years. We've never been wrong. He's going to average 75 on the fucking nose every single year. What is he this year? 73. Shock yeah. me. He's just going to do it every single season. You have a look over the last few years. His averages since 2019, 69, 70, 74, 81, 73. Like, within 10 the entire time. All that being said, it's still a mouth-watering contest with the Dragons for him. It is, yeah. But it's... Yeah, we've said it before. R- rinse and repeat. So I, I think Cody will stay in my team. Uh, I'll be holding Cody. Cam Murray, 627K. Here's what he is. He had a, a down week last week, which is disappointing after Hop for me, after Hopgood went low, but he'll plug away. He'll play big minutes this weekend, round 27. 
he's a sell candidate. The issue, <clears throat> the issue with Murray is I think if you've got jewels and you could get in like a gun CT dub with a big matchup or yep. another key position at two RF, I don't really see where you move. Yeah, I don't even mate like like the player that I'm bringing in this week. I probably wouldn't move Murray to him. I'm okay to move Hopgood to him because Hopgood is changing positions and his team's going like a fucking busted and whatnot. But Murray, I, I, I think you're going very like for like there. You add him with it, with the bunnies and because they're playing for top eight spot. Like I think, and they're still short on middles. Yeah, he, he needs to play good minutes. And once again, the big carrot, Cam Murray, he's not going to fuck around against the Roosters. No. He's going to play big minutes. He's going to go berserk yep. there. Keon Clow Matangi, five twenty nine k. He's one that I think is a sell prospect and a lot are moving on. He'll be pretty close to the top of this list when I get to an order very shortly. The issue again, he's 529k. There's not a lot of value there. So you're probably looking at, depending on how much money you've got in your bank, an Eli Katoa move. He's the one that I'd be moving on yeah. on this list. He's the one I'd be moving on. Um, the, the next guy on the list... If he was just a little bit more expensive, it's probably a different conversation. He just needed time. Just needed one more game. One more game just to propel him up to like late threes, potentially 400 would have been gold. Well, that's, yeah. Like if I I, I sort of worked it out. So if Munro would have played one more game, I could have pushed this week a Munro to DWZ. He's just that one game that he's played short. So He's got a negative 38 break even. With a score of 53, if he plays this week, he'd make 78K. Yeah. Imagine if he played this week and scored 80 or oh, like, Fuck, I hope he does. He'd go, I don't think he he'd will, go like 440, 450k potentially. Oh, just would be one perfect. more game. Yeah. Anyway, so the list I've put together, it's a it's a pretty as it's a pretty general list, but Ty Munro is number one. As it stands, he's not in their 17. He's not doing much for you. So he's the one you look to move on. Also probably need money to move him to someone good. Like, I haven't had a good look through the list because I'm not looking at selling bunnies this week, but I don't know if there's anyone sub 500k with any good matchups you could potentially go towards. Number two is Keon Kalamatangi. I think he probably picks himself. Number three, I've got Cam Murray. That is based on if you have jewels. Like, if you've got, as I just mentioned, jewels CT dub or something, you could bring in a high upside CT dub. If you don't, my side doesn't. Yep. I've got him down at number five. Alex Johnson I've got at number four. That is due largely to his value. He's about 140, 150k more than Campbell Graham. AJ, they're all missing next week, but you could take a bit of a, a go there. If the Bunnies don't show up again this weekend, the Knights at home, put it to them and that defence holds up. Five, Campbell Graham. Just not a ton of value in him anymore, so he becomes a bit of a tricky sell. Six, Latrell. If you want to go that super pod play of Scott Drinkwater, you could propel him higher, but bold. Uh, and number seven, Cody Walker. Just having a look, mate, as you said, like if you were to move Ty Munro on, like for example, I've got 220K sitting in my bench, which I would mm. say is pretty high. Would that be fair? I don't think many people that have more yeah, than 220K. So I've got 551K. Yeah. Right? So I've got 550 to work with. I think there's a number of guys that are probably just above that mark that if you've got more money than me, you might be in the range of getting. Um, I think a guy like Dom Young's appealing, the way that yeah. that guy in Newcastle's going at the moment. He's 589K. So, I mean, he's out of my price range. You'd have to have a lot of Bicky sitting there to be able to get to him. Mate, the one that I think is interesting... He's found form again over the last few weeks. I know people have probably traded him in four times. Molotalo's at 475. If you think the Sharkies... 
have found some we form. We went the most traded in and out this week on, on the playbook potty last night, and he was about the 13th most traded in, and I said, oh, <clears throat> they've got some awkward match-ups. So they've got the Cowboys up there, the Knights, the Raiders. Too many low scores in him. Had a bit of a niggle last week. And I was like, I don't like it. I still don't like it that much. But when you look at this situation of Ty Munro, if there's not a lot, many other options, yeah. Sivitalakai, 524k as well. A little bit more expensive. Connor but Tracy, your boy. Yeah, I, I threw up Connor Tracy to, to Tim earlier. And, you know, he, he scored well the last few weeks. I think 48 and 58 along those months. But he did have a try in that. So, uh, but, you know, a big pod play there. Uh, mate, outside of that... I, I, the other one that I think is reasonably appealing is Nick Meany, but you just don't know what his next few weeks looks like. It Cheeky like, little Ty Munro to Meany head-to-head play this week could be a goer. Could be nice, yeah. Bit risky for next week, but yeah. Um, if you're looking for just a slice of that Melbourne Storm backline, Remus Smith, very cheap at the moment, 369. Xavier Coates is also very cheap if yep. you're looking at a one-week play. The other one and your well, team... Oh, they've got... Yeah. Who do we say they've got next week? The Titans in Melbourne. Yeah. So for head-to-head players, you can get prelim and grand final if you get there. So The other one that I think could be interesting, but you're taking a big gamble, depending on when Isaac Tungo does return, Tyrone Peach at 480k. Let's say Isaac Tungo doesn't return next week. You're getting him this game this weekend against the Gold Coast Titans. You're getting him next weekend, Battle of the West against Parramatta at Penrith. Fuck, if Isaac Tungo, for whatever reason, doesn't return to week one of finals, even if Isaac Tungo does return, I'm very confident Peachy starts in the centres somewhere against the Cowboys mm. in round 27 because they will be resting. So, so you could get two out of three starts. You could get two games for Peach there. The issue would be you need him you re, we'll need him next week. Yes, yeah. Which will, yeah. But I mean, if, you know, if it doesn't look like Ty Munro is going to play round 27, you may be better off with Peachy having him two out of three games. As a pod play there. As long as you've got 17 next As long week. as you've got 17, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, for all you know, Peach <clears throat> could play next week. That that might be the week that they decide, hey, let's give <clears throat> To'o a spell. Let's give Edwards yeah. a spell. Then they move Every guys around chance. and Peach is straight in. So there's a lot of opportunity for Peach to get into that oof, side oof. next week. Um, maybe the last one I'll throw out here, which I can just afford. Playing some really good footy the last few weeks. I know that we hate saying his name in Supercoach. Billy Smith. Oh, can you imagine? Man, I've had him in draft last year. He's been absolutely killing it, Billy Smith. He's so. playing good. He's not going to come up against Valence Tafate every week, who he schooled last week. So he'll be left edge. He'll be coming up against Penasini this week. Yep. Do we think Dylan, Dylan Brown will probably stay left side and us? He'll go right, won't he? I'd say so, yeah. Okay, so it's still a decent edge. <laughs> not for me, but, mate. You do you. Uh, the other one that I just saw there that I thought, <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it myself, but fuck. If you're all in on this Warriors back line, Rocco Berry at 411k. On that gun edge, going yeah. at Manly's real weak left edge. Schuster goes back to the back row. Arthur comes in. He's yeah. going to need to score tries, but fuck. If you're running with Sean Johnson, DWZ, Chance, Why not? Go what have in. you got to lose? It could be a, like if he has a big game, like like that would be a. If he has a big game, those other three having big games, that could dagger us straight away. It's concerning. Very concerning. Very worrying. Yeah. So, and obviously the Warriors, they haven't been super impressive the last two weeks, but they're now starting to get 
all those troops back and all, all the guys coming back into the side. So it could all turn very quickly. And all of a sudden, Rocco Berry, I don't know, could be a little bit appealing there. But uh, yeah, I think it is well worth considering, as Tim suggested, have a look through your team, have a look at how you match up with the South Senior Abidos when they are out next week. And just, but just keep in mind that round 27 as well. Next two weeks are going to be so exciting and terrifying. Like, we could afford, most teams could afford a sneaky out here or there from team lists. Yep. This week and recent weeks, the next two weeks, anything that comes out unsuspecting is going to be a killer. Can I ask you this, Timmy? If you could buy any CTW right now without, regardless of money, who's the one guy you don't have that you want? Is it DWZ or? Yeah. Yeah. I want. What's DWZ at? <clears throat> He's become quite affordable. He's about 650 odd now. Might even be less. Don't, don't, don't be a dick. It's very tempting. <coughs> it is 634K. Guys, as you know, Patty and George from Mortgage Trace SCW can help you with a number of things from wedding finance to debt consolidation. But one of their biggest services is education, especially when it comes to first home buyers looking to get into the market. The boys will let me know that with the new financial year coming into play, that the government has released a heap of new incentives to make it so much easier for first home buyers to actually buy their first place. If you want to know more about these and how much you can borrow in general, go and speak to them. Usually it'd sting you $129, but if you mention SC Playbook, it's a free consult. Speaking of education, the boys' new podcast, That'll Teacher, is now officially up and running. The first episode, episode I should say, on top tax tips is a cracker. Definitely one that I've learned a bit from. Had to listen to it the other day. Uh, got a stack from it. So go and give them a listen. Look them up on Apple and Spotify at That'll Teacher. Uh, guys, to get in contact, flip them a message on Instagram at Pat and George underscore SCW or call them on 02-9521-1611. All that info plus their emails and more are in our articles at scplaybook.com.au. Let's go on to trades now because that segues nicely. Yeah, okay. So do you want me to... Talk mine or... I'll talk Dallin. Okay. I, I want Dallin. Yeah. I think he's got a great matchup with the soft manly edge. At home in NZ. They have great fixtures to come against the Dragons and Dolphins. Oh, I just... I want to pull the trigger. I do. I, I just... Like my CTWs, To'o, Manu, Johnston, Garrick, Ramian, Mulitalo and Munro. <clears throat> I could go like... I could go ram into him easily, and it looks a good trade. I'm just so worried about next week and wanting to potentially have two up, two up the sleeve. But I think he's a great trade in. Yeah, you know what? I, I've been looking to buy him for three weeks, <clears throat> and I'm going to stand by what I said last week. The bloke has scored three tries three weeks in a row. He scored 48. Six, sorry, yes, yeah, so he scored a try three weeks in a row. He scored 48, 67, 58. I think in the next three rounds, he could have doubles and then some. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, geez, he, he played the Titans and the Tigers. But yeah, I don't know. I I think I'm, I'm going to go without him. I'm I happy think, to run without him. Mate, yeah. even the week before that, he scored two tries. He, he got 95, which is a good score. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Give Dane Gagai, Campbell Graham, two tries, and you, you, you're talking 130s, 140s there. His base is 25 this year. I feel like it used to be – did he not – yeah, it used work. to be higher than what it was. And you have a look over the last few weeks, 15 in base, 22, 27. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't think he's a bad trade option. If I had him, I certainly wouldn't be trading him out. But I, I just, I'm not sure if he is the guy that we need to genuinely, 
chase. Like, over his last five games, he's scored a singular try in four of them, and he hasn't gone above 70 in any of them. Um, and the game he's got two tries, he scored 35, and games without tries is pretty grim there as well. So, mm. I don't know, Matt, I, obviously, I'm talking from a biased point of view of just not having him whatsoever, <laughs> which is completely fair. But yeah, I don't know. It's just not not doing it for me. Yeah. Tor Peaky last week set up one for him to be fair, but the time was just a little bit off. A few different occasions, a few passes, which I think chants ISIS to him. Yep. He needs to catch one of them and all of a sudden the 60 becomes 90 to 95. And I know there's been other examples, but that Titans game was... He scored that try on the buzzer, which was just off the kick. And he just placed that Against down. 12, yep. So, yeah, Matt, you're right. The numbers are what they are. He's not a hell of a long way from the must-have. I just love those matchups. I love the Warriors firing for that top four, and I think he's a good buy. I also think, to, to be fair to Dallin, I feel like every week he also probably has a try taken off him. <laughs> the, the opportunities are there. There's no doubt in that whatsoever. That's right. The, the, against the Titans, there was one where there was. I think he's had a one in both weeks. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, it's, it's I, I would almost feel confident in saying the last three weeks in a row he's had a try <laughs> yeah. taken off him. So it probably is coming to be fair. Uh, but I'm going to be more than happy to have Gagai, Campbell Graham, those guys that are just basing a little bit more and yep. getting opportunities. So. Ne- next week, to be fair, there's probably. There's probably a decent chance that next week we're still two soft games to come. I go like Alex Johnston to him. Yep. But this week, I'm just I'm being cautious of next week. Okay, so you, so you are bringing in DWZ or not? No, I'm you, not. I'm not. At this stage, I'm not trading this week and probably won't be. Save those three trades with the final two rounds. All right, sweet. As I said, I'm very loaded on bunnies. Yeah, okay. So my <laughs> trade this week, I am trading out Hopgood, as I uh, stated uh, via the club statement last night. Um, I'm going to bring in Eli Katoa. He's at 511k. Got the Dragons matchup this week. I like his run home. Um, Timmy suggested him the other day. Probably a guy that I hadn't thought about yet on Monday at 9.44am. <laughs> but uh, caught my attention very, very quickly. And uh, obviously very low owned. I think, I think right now he's sitting at 6% ownership. You made the point the other day. Obviously a lot of that would be from guys in Zombies teams mm. earlier in the season. A mm. uh, bit of a luxury trade, I guess, because I've got trades up my sleeve. But, yeah, that's the play that I'm making. What are your thoughts? I like Eli Katoa. Just such good value. Yeah. If you're sitting out there, particularly, again, head-to-head, prelim final, you don't have a lot of money, you need a player. It's 5'11K. Break him 33, so he'll still be affordable next week. Another bloke that could potentially come to my team next week. I could go like a Piakura or a Bunny to, to Eli Katoa. Has a great matchup against the Dragons. He missed a big stretch of games with that a facial, like an eye socket fracture or something like that. No, it was a facial, it was a laceration. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, 95 in 69 minutes against the Raids. He just looks so dangerous. Jerome Hughes has hidden top form. Them two are developing a great partnership. You know, two weeks, three weeks ago against Paris, first game back, 66 in 53 minutes. I think he's a good buy. Dragons into Titans, <laughs> love that. Got the Broncos in the last week, which isn't ideal, I guess, but... I do wonder if, what Brisbane are going to do there. Do they bother playing their entire team if they're going to be playing there next Friday in a I'd, home final? What makes it a little bit tricky is the just the bye this week. Do you want them rest this That's week? That's very true. If they didn't have the bye this week, mm. I think they would definitely rest players. That's a good point. But, yeah, because of this bye, they probably don't need to. It definitely, I think, means probably reduced minutes for like Carrigan, Haas, et cetera. But I think they'll play. Yeah. 
No, fair shout. Um, yeah, so that's one of the moves I'm making. The other one I am seriously considering is moving uh, Ty Munro this week to someone, which would only leave me with two trades. But I just oh, – I don't know if I can – I don't just want to move him to someone. I want to move him to the right guy. And I'm just not sure if I can find him at the moment. Mm. So I think I might wait till next week. As I said, if – there are no injuries or anything this weekend or no suspensions. I will get to next week and I'll have a, a, a 17 that I'm very happy with. So I think I might just wait till then. And if one or two injuries strike, surely they'll affect other people as well. But then I'll move Ty Munro to someone else yep. at that point. So Ellie Katar, 3.9% ownership in the top 1% of overall super coaches. Love that. Fucking love that. That's yep. unreal. Uh, yeah, they said if you move, for people that can move Ty Munro on this week, provided he doesn't take the field. It looks a good move if you, as you said, to the right person. Yeah, to the right person. Exactly right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we move on <coughs> to questions. Jeez, that, 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 that was like a combo of our stats deep dive and our yeah, it was a bit of general. That was a lot. Yeah. yeah I need a nap. Um, <laughs> let's jump into questions this week from Jono29. Is Tino a buy this week? Told you it was a buy last week. Jono, you fucking idiot. Uh, what are your thoughts, Tim? I told you that again on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced yeah. against Penrith yep. with half their, not half their team out, but key position players out. As a head-to-head buy, I'm not convinced. Like, let's say you've got to trade up your sleeve and, and you're trying to get someone that has a great matchup this week that can go big. I don't know if Tino's the guy for that. Like, I can see him coming out this week and scoring 60 against Penrith. Yep. If he can jag that try and the line break, which it's Tino, we know he can do against anyone, but Penrith are a different kettle of fish. Maybe he gets his 80, 90. I'm certainly not putting it past him, but I do think he comes out and goes 60, potentially he goes 50 against Penrith, especially if they do decide to turn one on a little bit. They're pretty well full strength. Overall, so everyone's selling, Payne Huss is the most sold player this week. And that is obviously head-to-head players going, they need another front row. They saw what Tino did last week. Overall, you can get Tino in this week. Don't expect the well, but you'll have him with for the final two weeks as well where he can go big. Head-to-head, I'm not convinced. What do you think? Mate, I was just having a look at Tino's numbers against the Penrith Panthers. You know, the Titans haven't played the Panthers yet this year. The first time they're playing Penrith. Okay. Tino hasn't played the Panthers since round eight last year. And they only played them once last year as well. So this will be oh, the second cheer. time he's played the Panthers in like two and a half years. How'd he go? Well, uh, he got... 71. Uh, yeah, he scored 71 points in 71 minutes. Hello? Any, any attack? What was he base there? 61 in base. Yeah, beast. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, certainly not a bad trade-in at all. I just think there are better one-week matchups for head-to-head players, overall players. Great buy. Don't expect the world this week. Yeah, don't buy. Not, in, <laughs> not worth it, guys. Don't buy. Yeah. Um, Okay, this one comes from Jaden, 1998. An interesting one. Nat Butcher as a super pod, sub 5%. I know that uh, James Tedesco has had a stranglehold on that Jack Gibson medal for the last 15 fucking years, seemingly. Mm. But surely Nat Butcher gets it this year. Getting through a lot of work. What are your thoughts on him as a uh, super pod? What edge is he? He's been playing. What edge has he been running at? Sort of junk. He can change play, everywhere. Yeah. He can use the shit out of and, it. And now with Angus back, it could legitimately yeah. be there. Uh, certainly a super pod. He's based 50 plus in three of his last four games. That's good base playing on the edge. 
I think he's a solid buy, but what he'll cost you five ninety eight k. Uh, I don't love it. Yeah, I the thing I would ask with Nat Butcher, he's a very good player. He he will be a solid trade in. I just I think if you're spending trades now on second row forwards, yeah. you want to be confident they're scoring two tries in the last three weeks, which I think Ellie Katoa will, which is why I'm chasing yeah. him, which is why I went Tino. I thought he had tries in him. Nat Butcher, oh, fuck. I mean, if he doesn't score tries and he just bases well. What's yep. going to be the big difference between the guy you're trading now? Like two weeks ago, he scored 53. Week before that, 43. Two weeks before that, 48. Said without the tries, that's probably what's happening. To be fair, he scored 95 on the weekend without a try, but he had a couple he had of three. Couple of he had three controversial line breaks. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Nah, not for me. Not for me either. Yeah, I can't do it. Um, and what? Have a look over the last 10 weeks, he scored two tries. Uh, granted, in, in a team not going too well and whatnot. Uh, but, mate, like you might also get to. <coughs> Like Parramatta and the Tigers, Parramatta not going too well. Like the Roosters are starting to find a bit of form. I wonder if they maybe do get in front of he. Does he play? The, do they bring Angus Crichton on? Do they try and get minutes into Josh Wall? I don't know. It's a lot to think about, but happen. I don't know. I just I can see the appeal, but I just I don't know. Gut just tells me he's not the play. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Evan Purple. It says last trade Hopgood to Gagai. Uh, I don't mind this. Yeah, I'm don't mind loving it. Gagai at yep. the moment. Overall, certainly. Yep. If you're head-to-head focused, I think Hopgood's matchup's fine this week. And probably not an urgent trade, but yeah, no, I, I think it looks looks pretty tidy. I know I harp on about it every single week, but Dane Gagai over the last fucking four weeks, 76, 97, 70, 97. He's got one try in that time. You do harp on about it every week. I do. Don't yeah. worry, and I will continue to. Yeah. Brace yourself, especially when he comes up against the Sharkies left edge and the Dragons in the last round. <laughs> Harp, I will. Maybe I'll get him. Oh, of course you would. <laughs> of course you fucking would. Um, all right. Uh, Corndog93. Pappy a go when he returns. The million-dollar question, literally. What do we reckon? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I love it. I reckon it's unreal. The I, thing about is... Oh, like imagine if he came back and was named at fullback next week for yeah. the Titans at Amy Park. The following week's Brisbane, so that's probably more realistic. If it was against any, it'd be great. Would have been great for the game if, say, the Titans Amy Park was round twenty-seven as an option. But I just, it's a lot to come back to. Imagine if we get to round twenty-seven. And Pappy's named it fullback for the Melbourne Storm and Tristan Saylor's captaining the baby Broncos up there. Oh, <sighs> Suncorp. Talk to me. Yeah, that'd be fun. Talk to me. I'd love Pappy to get named at fullback for him next week just because we'll have a great yarn about it on the potty. But uh, I would be leaning, and particularly at the price, I'd be leaning heavily towards no. God, it'd be good content. I, I, look, I'd, I'd be going, if I was going to go Pappy, I'd go Scott Drinkwater, who's cheaper and fit. Yeah. Now, this question comes from Jake St. John, and I just want to give Jake St. John a little shout-out for one of the um, one of the harshest flexes of all time sending this question in. But if I was him, I'd do the same thing. Currently just inside the top 100 with five trades left. Who is your best super pod? Now, Jake, when you were busy harping on about your trades and your position, which we're not even happy for you about... Uh, you obviously, we obviously don't know who's in your team, but if you don't have Gagai, I would seriously be considering him as a CTW. 
That is a flex. Five trades, top 100. Huge. <clears throat> you can make two enough plays in the next three mm. weeks and get proper guns. You get whoever you wanted. If we're talking... Uh, I'll get your thoughts on him because I spoke about him play with Potty last night. We did a super pod each, but if we get real funky and really have a crack at that top spot, Jerome Hughes, mm. 90 last week, 156th week before, Dragons this week, Titans, and then into the Broncos. They're well, two and a half great matchups. The Broncos won, probably not, but two outstanding matchups. He's, like, he's less than 1% ownership. So not only would you get him at minuscule ownership but you'd be flipping someone like Nico or Cleary or SJ who are at very high ownership like if you want to get weird get weird I, and, I wouldn't do it but and you could pair him with an Eli Katoa yeah you could take them both they're both going to make a heap of cash in the next two weeks and then with five trades you could flip both of them against that Broncos matchup for whoever the fuck you wanted you could get That's SJ Nico you get whoever you wanted back I, I would assume too if he's got five trades left surely he's got to boost up his sleeve too maybe Surely, with five left, it'd have to. <laughs> Shout out to Testy Pops. <laughs> All around the nation getting into their work. That was good. Pick my balls up later. Um, but yeah, like if he was to use two trades to do that this week, if he was to survive next week. You're right, though. You can do two week play and then get whoever has the best matchup back in round 27. So that there, there's a play. Just scrolling through. Huge This is one of my in top top one percent overall. Yeah, so that's definitely he'd be looking at. Uh, mate, Ellie Katoa's one. We've spoken plenty about him. Isaac Tunga would have been, so he's still not there. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, Peachy becomes fucking interesting now. Peach. It's a hard thing now, though. Like I, I look at all these guys and I go, "Okay, I'd love to have him. I'd love to have him." Like even Ellie Katoa brought him into my side, and then I'm like, "Okay, so that means I have to unreserve someone." Who's it going to be? It's where That's it gets it. fucking hard. And that, harping on about it, but with one... I'm almost looking forward to South Sydney having a buy because then I don't have to fucking yeah, think about yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be nice, won't it? Yeah, it'd be great. Harping on about the DWZ potential trade, but I'm sitting someone who I'm very happy to play in a gun this week. I'm like, it's just, I don't think it's something I need to do. Um, yeah. And even DWZ, like if I was to bring him in this week, you know, I'm not going to play him over Gagai. I'm probably not going to play him over Campbell Graham just with his his base and mm. what he can do. Ruben Garrick, I'm hesitant to take him out. <clears throat> Manu, Mars here, like, like it's getting brutally tough. Yeah. Bradman Best would have been a great super pod as well at 0.6%. Yep. Uh, the issue there is just he missed last week with quad tires or whatever it was. So, But not a bad play. Yeah. All right, our last question, which I think is our random one this week, which I'm very, very interested to hear from you, comes from more Jimmy. Sauce on chips or on the side? And I am very heavily on one side of this argument. And if you're on the other, we're probably going to the car park. Uh, To borrow a a quote from Hamish Nandy, fast and loose, mate, just smack it all over the top. Why waste time doing a double dip? Car park. Why? On the side, for sure. Because then you control how it's dispersed. Bang, all over the top. You can then also just rub it on the rest of the chips that have also got sauce on oh, top of Oh, Jesus them. Christ. Fucking Neanderthal. Get a fucking bowl and dip. Think about all the F extra effort you have to go. You have to pick the chip up, go across the bowl. You're talking about dip. rubbing chips on other fucking chips. No, but I just pick the chip up and go straight to the mouth. You have to go bang, bang. Jeez. 
I thought you were looking at your in the arms lately. You're fucking doing, it, doing some extra, Gosh, extra yards there. sometimes. Good Fast God. and loose, baby. That's ridiculous. Leave in the comments, sauce on chips or on the side. That's outrageous. That is ridiculous. What are you, five years old? <laughs> oh, no. Especially, like, I, I can understand it more so if you're at home and you're putting the sauce on yourself. But if you're leaving that dispersion up to someone else... No, I'm putting the sauce on. Yeah, okay, but like in, in all situations, if I'm like out at a restaurant, I want it in a bowl on the side. When do they put sauce on your chips? When I'm just they, throwing out the option. No one ever puts sauce on your chips. They might. You disperse it. They might. You never know. I don't know what cafe. I, I still think at home you should, on the side, dip. You control the disperse of it. For sure. No, thank you. Leave in the comments, please. Let us know. Oh, okay. Sit v start and captains. <laughs> Let's bring her home, T Rex. Um, sit v starts this week. What does your side look like? I have got so bench. <sighs> Maddo's the spanner because I want to play Maddo against the Roosters if he's on the edge. If he starts, I'll be playing Madison, Hind, Walker, Ponga will be my bench. And then if Maddo doesn't start, I would look to elevate probably Jesse Raymond into my team yep. on the bench. <clears throat> CT Dub, Tao Manu, Johnston, Garrick. Not a great match against the Warriors, but not the worst. Playing fullback. He just put 80 on Penrith. So so as it as it stands, I'm sitting Munro, Mulitale, Ramian, Braley. They're my good players I'm sitting. And then Maddo, Team Penny. But if he's off the bench, I'll probably play Ramian. Now, I like to be in control and everything like that, but I've got no clue what I'm doing this weekend. So I'm really throwing it open to the floor mm. and yourself. Um, I'm looking at – I'm obviously going to have Tino on my front row, which means my other front row forward is one of Horsburgh or Tapanay. But considering that Raiders bench, if James Schiller's still there against the Bulldogs, I don't have an issue with playing both Tapanay and Horsburgh. No, I think that's right. I'm deciding. Could easily get some attack in that game as well. Quite easily, yep. Um, my two RFs, I'll be going for Fida, Nikita. I think I just have to play Torhu Harris this week, and I'm sure he won't score a try this weekend for the first I time. I don't think play. you have to. Yeah, Matt, it sounds like the last two weeks. Proceed, yeah. tell me more as I watch him crash over and look like fucking Graham Langlands. <laughs> fucking does my head in. Um, I'm just like... <laughs> They were his first two tries all season. No, I know. Well aware. So that's my, that's my point. Like, mm-hmm. 87 last week with try and line break. And he had a line assist. Round 23, Titans also scored with a line break. He scored 72 points. Both those scores are like sub-60 without those tries his first all season. We do know that he's got, with his ball playing, he's got the try assist in him. It's been brilliant this year. But... The other factor is there, he played 72 and 80 minutes. Massive minutes because the games were tighter than they had anticipated. I think the Warriors, Manly are a hard one to judge, but I think the Warriors can get out to a lead against Manly. And I just think he gets an early shower. If he doesn't have that attacking stat, which history would suggest he doesn't, more likely than he not than does, I just think he's a good sit option. When you're talking about some really good options there, I think there's a... A case to a massive case to do it. Fuck it, I'm in again. Torhu's out of the side. He's gone. Um, Please score again. Then I will have, but I will be all over him for an ATS. So brace yourself, sports bet. I'm coming yeah. in hot. Uh, Nathan Cleary and Hines. I will be playing both of them this week. 
Uh, I think I'll be – we'll talk about captain soon. KP will be my starting 5'8". Then I think Walker. Didn't play that great last week. Scored 81. I think I run with him again. Absolutely. Walker is – Absolutely. The- you feel that confident yeah. on him? Yeah. Okay. Well, I just – no, no, no. I feel more confident that if you do sit him, he's going to get 180. And you'll just never – it'll be like the joke of next year. Very yeah. bold to sit in. Yeah, I'm, I'm short on jokes, so that'll be good. Um, <laughs> my CTWs, I'm going to run with Manu, Gagai, Marsu, Garrick, and then Campbell Graham as my reserve there, or whoever is my reserve, but I'm going to run with those Who five. Who are sitting in CTW? Ty Munro, and enough. So Piece yourself, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where it gets interesting, though, and this is where I think I'm going to play Latrell at fullback. My reserve fullback is Teddy. At the moment, he's potentially looking like the guy that misses out. So it would either be Teddy or Walker for me. One of those two misses out. Or one of your CT dubs. What? What one of your CT dubs? Like I'd, I'd play Teddy over Campbell Graham. No, nah, no, nah, not for me. Not against... Uh, that Adonis Parramatta outfit sitting in 11th or 10th, whatever. Yeah, are. but they've got Sevo back. They've got Regan Campbell-Gillard back. Like they're starting Moses. to get... Yeah, but like, I, I just... Man, the Roosters aren't playing good footy. They're playing shit teams. Yeah. And even when they're playing good footy, Teddy's scoring poorly. So I'm... got very high on Teddy, then very low on him. Very Can you quickly. play Teddy and and not play Torhu or not? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, Torhu's not in my side at the moment. Okay. So it's going to come to... So I think my last reserve will... Yeah. So I've got a... I've essentially got to pick four out of Teddy... One of my CTWs, like which CTW would you leave out? Marsu, Gag- I can't leave Gagai out. He's going too good. Wouldn't leave Marsu out either. I don't. Oh, I don't know. Garrick, I maybe Garrick into the Warriors over there. He's just playing such good footy, and he just scores well every fucking week. I'd see Campbell Graham. That's my answer. Campbell Graham. I think Graham can score well, definitely. I but know. I also think Teddy can score well. Great problem to have. Yeah. Great problem to have, annoying problem to have. As you yes. said, just bring on next week where there's not these options. Not these options, yeah. So look, to be perfectly honest with you guys, I'm not sure which direction I'm going to go there. It's probably going to be a heavy vibe call. You'll get it wrong either way. Yeah, I have no it's doubt about that. It's not a knock on you. That's just general so super coach. Ever. All right, should we move to El Capitano's? Yeah. Nath Cleary from the outside looking in looks like the most appealing to me. I will say this. I thought last week... It felt like to me Nath sort of handed the keys to Cogger a little bit and said, let's see how we go. I felt like he wasn't as involved. I felt like he was standing back a little bit. thought Cogger was jumping into first receiver a lot. Mm. With Jerome Luai back, surely the Panthers just start to flex their muscles here though, don't they? I think so. I think they'll be disappointed with their performance last weekend. I think clearly it wasn't bad by any means. You also got to remember he was coming back from a relatively lengthy injury layoff and he's just building match fitness. I think they just go back to their gears on a what, what time is it? So then the five thirty game Saturday at Seabus. I'll check the forecast for the Gold Coast, but that just reeks of points to me. And I also feel even God, I love a super coach captain playing on the Gold Coast. Yeah, just I, that field and everything. It just yeah begs for points. I feel substantially better as well that Foran is now out because that's the edge that clearly it's goes true. up against. Will that put Jaden Campbell there if all goes to plan? I believe so. Okay. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah, it's appealing. That four and out changes everything because it could easily have been a game where they just send everything down Luai's edge at that weaker defensive times, but four and out, massive difference. Saturday, sunny, 22 degrees, 15 to 20 kilometre winds westerly, turning southwesterly. Great for his kicking game. Love that. Um, Couldn't be a better conditions for footy. He's probably the most appealing one to me. Is he? Is he your pick he's of the bunch? My captain. Captain. What are you going to do VC wise? Uh, obviously, we don't own any of these Warriors boys, but I think that'd be hard to turn down. Early game. I wish the Storm played before them. All the other really good skipper options are after that game, and that's the fifth game of the round. So. I'm probably going to have to lump it on Joey Manu. I don't Manu. really have any other great options. Yeah, nor well, do like, I. Like that real high upside kind of play. Yeah. Um, I guess if you had a, a a drinky, you're having fun there. But for us... Warriors is the play for anyone. Dallin, Chance, S, uh, I can't do SJ if you're going Cleary, but D- I think Dallin and Chance are really good VC plays if you own them. Yeah. Yeah, Manu might be my play there as well, unless unless that's where I try and short ball Teddy in there. Is that Combank as well? I think Parramatta will kind of get up for it. Didn't you? Am I crazy for saying Manu might be the sit out of these guys? Not crazy, no. You're showing more faith in Parramatta. This is funny because on the bloke potty on Monday, didn't you tip the Roosters and I tip the Eels? Uh, yeah, but as soon as I tipped the Roosters, you said RCG back in and Sevo back in. I didn't even <laughs> fucking consider that because the game's still 10 days away when we put in our tips. I just look at... And I straight away sat there after you said that and went, fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. It's... I just look at Manu. I feel like his last six, seven weeks, he's been all right. Like, yeah. actual rugby league. 72, 97. Had that 18 against the Broncos. 78, 79, 92, 91, 117. He hasn't outside of that eighteen. Every score has been seventy-two plus since round sixteen. But oh. it's still not mad. But I just think Joey Manu will also be coming up against who's left centre for Parra now. Pensini on the right. They keep changing. Is it Sean Russell? Is he going to centre? Uh, Bailey. Simonson? No, it's Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, yeah that's appealing. <laughs> that is appealing. I just don't Anything know. Anything else I can tell you what to do? Oh, I just, fuck. I've, I've asked 70 questions and got back 80 answers and I'm still no closer to making a decision. It's unbelievable. I've got no idea what I'm going to do. I look forward so. to a barrage of text messages over the weekend. Oh, text messages? Let <laughs> me send pigeons to your house. Uh, so Nathan Cleary, he's our lock-in captain at the moment for yep, both of us. I think so. So then looking to the obvious... Head-to-heads, you're in your prelim finals, you're in strife come fifth game of the week, your opposition's got Cleary, where do you go from there? Um, I think the Munster one's appealing if you've got him. Yep. Um, Grant? Oh, yeah. I don't know, I still... Mate, how well did he play on the weekend for 110? Did in 60 minutes as well. <laughs> Oh, for sure, but like, how how well did he play to get yeah. that? You know what I mean. Um, I also just I just don't feel like the dragons are walkovers at the moment. No, they're having a crack. It's ugly as all hell. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but they're having a crack. They're hanging in games of football. It's at Wynn Stadium as well. They they, they, they like playing footy there. Mm. So I, yeah. Um, what about like KP and Trell? I I think they're the players. Yeah. If you're not going Cleary, I think you go. I think Callum Pong is the play, and I think Latrell. 
is also a wonderful play. But if I was looking to win a head-to-head and I wasn't going Cleary, I'm going Caelan Ponga. So what I think is going to be really interesting as far as KP goes this weekend, um, Jackson Hastings. He's obviously coming in under this injury cloud. He has been named. From what I know of Jacko, I would tip he does play this game. But I reckon it could be fantastic for KP if Jacko... I, I don't reckon Jacko will run as much as he usually does. Mm. I think it'll be very much ball distributor. And you could see KP go to another Just rack level up. there. And, it, mate, the other thing as well, I think that if Jacko doesn't play, I think the automatic reaction of people is to go, oh, fuck, Newcastle are going to have no direction, which they might. But from a super coach point of view, like if KP just takes control... More even more has so. more touches. It'll be uglier, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Jesus, KP could light yeah. it up. Newcastle, Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Especially if South Sydney don't have um, those middles back yet. KP could terrorise South yeah. Sydney down there. Because it, it's, you know, I, KP's scoring well, he's doing well, but especially on the weekend, if you watch KP closely, which I'm sure a lot of you owners are, especially captains, like the amount of times... He is just standing down that left-hand side. But Jacko's got the call to come right mm. and just set up. Like, I, there's so many times we can see KP going, stick to the game plan, stick to the yeah, game plan. Yeah. I reckon if, if Jackson's not on the field, someone's got to step up. And I reckon KP could absolutely explode. Yeah. Yeah, I can pong as the play if you're not going clear. Very interesting. Mate, is there anything else? Pretty good, mate. I'm uh, pretty peckish, so... Yes, I'm I, actually. Yeah. What are you thinking? Samba? Pretty early. B&E roll. Me and Coward. B&E roll, chips yeah, on the side, early. sauce dispersed, <laughs> evenly over the top. <laughs> Miss me. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. Reach out to Blue Wealth Property. Link is in the description. They've got more events coming up. We'll have Mort in here next week, talk about the next few weeks. Playbook last night, what was doing, who was here, what happened? Clementine Cassidy. One of the greats. Down from uh, Queensland, sixth place, 2021. She finished mm. Clem, so good value. Herself, the spy back on. Second bub just came through, so missed a couple of weeks, the spy. Yeah. So all happening. Uh, yeah, covered plenty. Shout out to Clem. Sixth place in 2021 of Supercoach. First place of the Caxton at Magic Round this this year. Yeah, she took all on us there, didn't she? She, she, she took it all. Alfie only got two points. That's how good Clem was. <laughs> I love that. That's unreal. Um, All right, guys. Thanks for joining us once again. uh, We will see you next week on Beers and Breakovens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 